Welcome to Shelf Obsessed. I'm Carly. I'm Hannah. And today we are going to be talking about how to get out of a book slump. Yes, we've all been in one. Yes. (laughs) And we're all probably going to have another one in our lives. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, Well, and it kind of, well, we can get into it in a minute. But first, what are you reading right now? I was not prepared for this question somehow. (laughs) I just (laughs) talked about it before. I am reading. Uh, Do would you like me to go first? No. Okay, go. I'm on it. Okay. <laughs> the physical book that I'm reading is Six of Crows by oh, Lee right. Bardugo. It's the parallel kind of sequel series to Shadow and Bone, which there's the TV series on Netflix, which I watched and I liked. Isn't the TV show like Shadow and Bone and Six of Crows together? Yes, they combined them, but it turns out Six of Crows, the duology, is actually two years after the end of Shadow and Bone, I'm pretty sure. Which one was written first? Shadow and Bone. Okay. Yeah. Because I feel like I remember someone on TikTok was like, okay, I have to read all the books before the show comes out, and they read the the wrong books, and then she was like, these aren't even the ones that are in the show. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like most people like Six of Crows better. But that could be, I mean, I think part of it's personal preference because Shadow and Bone's a little more YA. And then also it was more Lee Bardugo's first books. So maybe they're not quite as good. I haven't read Shadow and Bone yet, so I can't say. But Six of Crows is great. All right. That's my physical book. What else are you reading? (laughs) I just started listening to Home Before Dark by Riley Sager. Is it a thriller? It is. Yes. Yes. I want to talk about Riley Sager sometime because... I've never heard of this person. It is a man whose pen name is Riley Sager because I think thrillers are more popular with women. And so he writes under an ambiguous pen name. So I That have, makes so much thoughts. sense. And I would have assumed that that was a woman, even though Riley can obviously be a mm-hmm. man's name too. But I think I just personally know more female Rileys. Yeah. But that actually does make a lot of sense because you think like... All the the girl, I'm using finger quotes, the girl <laughs> thrillers, like yeah. Gone Girl, Girl on the Train, Woman mm-hmm. in the Window, Girl and Woman in Cabin 10, Girl in Cabin 10. Woman in Cabin 10. All those ones that have like yeah. girl and woman in the title, they like all mm-hmm. kind of, it was just like this huge thing. And it's all mm-hmm. women written, women main characters, and probably yeah. generally women audiences. Right. Like Woman in the Window is written by AJ Finn, who's also a man. Oh my gosh, I forgot that. <laughs> Who, he has a wild story. Oh my gosh, he's the one! <laughs> he's oh, the one. that's right. So yeah, we might have to do an episode on them later. But anyways. Okay. And then what else? Are you, you, what's your ebook? I actually, do I have an ebook right now? Okay, the ebook that I'm listening to is Hooked by Emily McIntyre. It's like a dark <laughs> uh, Peter Pan retelling where like Hook gets his happy ending. Oh, that is interesting. I've read one Peter Pan retelling that was real dark, and it was like Peter Pan being evil and like murdering the Lost Boys or something. Oh, wow. (laughs) It was, um, and his like right hand, oh, it was when he was a boy and Hook was his like right hand Lost Boy before he was Hook. And it's like the origin story of how Hook became Captain Hook. It was interesting. I really love Peter Pan stories. I love I a good retelling. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is. And Peter Pan specifically for me. Don't yeah. Know. Not sure. I am, let's see, physical book. I'm reading A Court of Silver Flames, which is number four in the A Court of Thorns and Roses. Is it f- number four? 
Yes, it is number four. <laughs> <laughs> because, because... Is Frost and Starlight, like, literally 3.5? I mean, I don't know what it actually is, but on Goodreads, it says it's 3.1. Oh, right. Okay. 3.1. Yeah. And, and um, Silver Flames is four. Okay. That's what it's like. Because gotcha. Frost and Starlight's like a novella in between. And then I'm listening to Apples Never Fall by Leanne Moriarty who it's always it's fun to listen to her books because uh she's australian and so her books are read by an australian voice actor australians is just (laughs) which is just lovely i can't do it i'm not even gonna try would you like me to speak in an australian accent the rest of the time doesn't sound like that (laughs) well that's new zealand anyways (laughs) (laughs) anyway and then i'm my ebook is actually well, we have a physical copy of this book too, but we're sharing it. So I'm, I had already bought the ebook, but it's My Fair Godmother by Jeanette Rollison, who is actually, oh. um, she's kind of a big time author. She's got tons of ratings and reviews on Goodreads, and she is a friend of our mother's. Mother. <laughs> and she sent us a couple books so we could read them and um, talk about them on the podcast. Not that she needs us to, because she's way bigger than we'll <laughs> probably ever be. But she's out of our league. She was just totally being nice. <laughs> And um, yeah, it's a cute little like YA. It's called My Fair Godmother. I think I said that already, but it's, you know, girls in high school and just like a cute little YA. I'm not very far. But... I need to start that one. Yeah. So we'll probably talk about that more at, at one point. But yeah, that's what I'm reading. So uh, just jump right into yeah. talking about a reading slump. Or getting out of them. Yes, preferably. <laughs> so we were just kind of going to talk about our experiences with reading slumps because I definitely had a huge reading slump. <laughs> I, like as a kid, I read books like crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I checked tons of books out from the library. I mean, I checked a lot of the same books out of the library because <laughs> I reread like the Redwall series a ton of times. You didn't own like all that. those books? Not like in elementary school. Hmm. Yeah. Or probably a couple, but then all the new ones and stuff whenever they'd get them. Yeah. But yeah, so I read a ton of books as a kid. I loved going to the libraries. And then... Book fairs. Book fairs. <laughs> Aren't they trying to put together an adult book fair? I don't know. I really hope so. I think I texted Carly the other day because I passed an elementary school yeah. and there was like a sign out front that said it was their <laughs> book fair. And I was like, can I go? That would be so <laughs> creepy. <laughs> Who would know? Nobody's going to know. <laughs> Nobody's going to know. They're going to know. <laughs> they would know. <laughs> they would know. But... So I read a lot as a kid and then just growing up, I think it was kind of probably once I got into college that it kind of started the reading physical books <laughs> went downhill. And it was, I think it was like years that I was reading barely any books or there, I mean, there honestly could have been years when I read no books at all, like didn't finish a book. I am not trying to take away from your experience, but mine is very, very similar. So Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of going to join in here and say that my experience was very, very similar. And that when I started going to college, and I think this is just a thought that dawned on me just now, I feel like it could have been around the time that streaming became more of a thing. Because I remember that was like right around my latter years of high school or going to college when I... And I, I seriously don't remember reading a book for fun mm-hmm. when I was away at college in Arizona. I remember reading a couple, but also I think it's just, you know, I started getting a life yeah. <laughs> after a while. 
because it was yeah it was when i lived with girls that i didn't know quite as well and then we never clicked and i remember reading books when i lived with them but then once i moved in with girls that i was closer friends with and we had a lot more fun together i don't remember reading any books when i lived with them so you know circumstantial (laughs) oh i just watched a lot of netflix yeah that's when i discovered that was like right when once upon a time started and I, I mean, I remember speaking this of Peter Pan retelling. Speaking of Peter Pan retelling. Oh, by the way, I think that hook, Once Upon a Time hook, is what the book hooked is based off of, sort of. Of course it is. At least the image. Of course it is. Image of hook. <laughs> All right, okay. Stop thirsting. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that eye, li- that guy liner. Guy liner. Uh, so many years when that was like the thing. Captain Please Jack Sparrow, hook. I'm rock stars. <laughs> I was trying to think of <laughs> one more example. That's clearly not our niche. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so into rock stars. <laughs> uh, anyway, but yeah, no, I had a very similar experience. I didn't read for yeah. years and years. Yeah, I think it, it was really probably 2018, I think, is when I probably started picking back up on reading. So Really? Yeah. I would say mine was a maybe a year or two before that. And for me, yeah, definitely. it was 100% because I started a job where I couldn't be on my phone. I worked at a call center. I couldn't be on my phone, but we were allowed to read oh, books. Yeah. So I started reading books again. Yeah. Honestly, that's kind of it for me too. When I worked <laughs> at the call center for a financial firm. Well, there you go. <laughs> which I won't name. I'm so just kidding. We, <laughs> so we definitely have very similar experiences. Yeah. Yeah. That's like right when I started reading again. Yeah. Well, cool. Let's get into our tips then about how to get out of the reading slump. So my first tip is that instead of reading stuff that like you feel like you need to read or books that you've started and you need to finish or books where you're like, this is going to improve my life. Like instead of reading those type of books, and it could be the same type, you know, but like read something that you're excited about, like read a, a book or a genre that you're excited about. I am actually going to add on to that with something that I wanted to talk about because, okay, this is like a whole extended thing. One of the things that for me got me out of one of my many book slumps (laughs) was um, getting into booktube, just like watching booktube videos. And the very first booktuber that I found, I found from Goodreads. Like she was, I saw her reviewing books and I looked her up. I think I saw that she had a YouTube channel and I was like, what is this? And I just like, Went down the rabbit hole. (laughs) Yes, I discovered BookTube through her. But her name is Hannah, and her YouTube channel was called Beginning to Bookend. And the very first video I watched of hers was her most recent video, and it was the last video she ever posted. (laughs) Oh, no. So at the tail end. Yeah, she just got busy and stopped YouTubing, which was such a bummer. But her last last YouTube video she ever posted was called How to Break Out of a Reading Slump. Oh. <laughs> and, and then she went on a YouTube slump? Yes. Oh, I know. I was so sad about it. But I did discover some other great booktubers from yeah. there. But she talks about what she calls a book buffet. Mm. And she says you pick like five or six books or seven or however many you feel like reading books that are exciting to you, books from different genres, preferably. And you read however many pages you have decided of each book like 10, 15, 20 pages, whatever, of each of those books. And whichever one you're most excited to get back to, maybe it's more than one, hopefully it's more than one, 
is what you pick up. But you you tell yourself you pick five or six books. You tell yourself you're going to read a certain amount of pages of each of those before you pick the one you want to read. That's a great idea. To get excited about. That's really interesting because it's cool? like you're like, oh, I I really liked that one. And then it's like a competition, too, between yeah. the books, which is my thing. I love competition. <laughs> <laughs> I especially love competition when no one else knows we're competing. <laughs> that seems dirty. That seems like dirty play. That's the only reason I ever did well in any of my classes. <laughs> Pick someone and just compete with them. <laughs> perfect no actually that's not a terrible idea that's not one of my reading tips but you know might as well throw it in <laughs> well i think we talked about this in the very first our very first episode that my reading goal is 100 and carly's is 50 and i didn't pick that because of your goal or anything that i'm like she gotta did. one up she did do it on purpose <laughs> which is so funny because there's so many of these like book talk people who read like 30 bu- books in a month yeah, like a hundred <laughs> books a year is nothing. Nothing at all. Um, I don't understand those people. Do they do anything else? Are they speed reader? Anyway, that was basically my long way of saying that the book buffet I thought was a really cool idea, mm-hmm. but also watching booktube videos, book reviews, book recommendations. It just really gets you in the mood to read some books. It gets you. It, for me, it gets me very excited. Yeah, I think one of the things that I originally thought about, and then I don't think I wrote this down, but it was get recommendations from people that you trust. Yes. Like that you trust their taste and their opinions. That is huge because I was just discussing this with one of our book club friends that I have realized recently that I don't, I go into books blind a lot now. I don't even... Oh, like read the summaries and stuff? Yeah, I'm like partway through the book and I'm like, I don't even know what this is about, but it's just someone that I trust told me they liked it or told me I should read it. So I just Mm -hmm. jump right into it. Well, it's crazy. Some of the, like some book summaries, it's like you think everything's going to happen in like the first couple chapters, like that's in the summary. And then all of a sudden it's telling you plot points that are three quarters through the book. And you're like, oh, I read that in the summary. That does happen sometimes. Yeah. Which I'm also not a huge fan of that. And also... Sometimes plots just don't sound that great to me. And that doesn't mean it's not going to be a great book. Mm -hmm. I remember someone on a plane, some random stranger that I sat next to on a plane years ago, told me I was just starting to read Stephen King for like the first time ever. And they told me how much they loved 112263. And they told me Mm -hmm. that it was a time travel one. And they kind of told me the basic plot. And I was like, ugh, time travel, (laughs) time travel. And it's (laughs) one of my favorite Stephen King books. That so is a great one. You I, you just really can't even base it on the plot. It's just it, mm-hmm. it's just so many other factors that make a book great. Characters and mm-hmm. the way the storytelling and the writing. It's like the plot is secondary, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> to what I mean, it depends what kind of reader you are, but... That's, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of different types of readers, what I was saying before about competition. Yes. <laughs> Not about competition, but like if you are motivated by making goals then oh, yeah. yeah, like make a goal for yourself. Because yes. I think that is definitely something that helped me when I was getting back into it was I think it was 2018. And I made a goal to read 12 books. I think it was 12. That's adorable. Right? <laughs> and I think how many I think I only read 12. Hey, well, you nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> and then like the next year it was 20. And then the next year it was 50. And then the next year it was 40. <laughs> Now it's 50 again, (laughs) 
because I didn't make the 50 last time, but I'm going to make it this year. <laughs> well, I mean, we had talked about this when I said a couple years ago, I read 98 books in one year. And that was a year that I had made my goal like 100 or 101 or something because I didn't mm-hmm. want it, It's a whole thing. But <laughs> um, I read 98. Oh, I was wrong. I read 95 books in 2018. But then 2019, I read 26, 2020, 24, 21. I read 20. And last year I read 21. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no, that's this year. I've read 21 so far. Oh, nice. <laughs> Doing great. Yeah, like I did so great one year and then just got right back into another reading slump, basically. <laughs> sort of. Three year long one. <laughs> I don't think 20 books is a reading slump. Slumpier, but it's not no books. <laughs> yeah, and thankfully we have our book club because that's the only thing that, that's one of the only things that was keeping me reading books at all. I mean, that's 12 of my 20 books from 2021. Well, that is part of my number one tip, but do you want to go and Sorry, no, do a you tip go. first? Mm-mm, you go. Okay. Well, like basically my number one tip is to find a community. So that could be a Facebook group. That could be just getting on Goodreads and like connecting with other book readers. Having being in the book club has helped me finding like BookTube. I think you introduced me to BookTube. So BookTube was really helpful. Book Talk on TikTok has been really fun. Yeah, same. I mean, even even just like one other friend that you can talk to about books, it makes it so much more fun to read books. Absolutely. Talking to people about books. Book podcasts. Yes, book (laughs) podcasts. Yeah, book club. I have been extremely consistent with our book club books. I think there's only been one book that I haven't finished so far. I still plan to finish it. Gentlemen in Moscow. (laughs) In all of the like, I think book club's been going for like four, three, four years. I'm not sure. But we've read a lot of books and I have kept up with them. So yeah, community for sure is huge. Mm hmm. I was going to name just a couple of the booktubers that I personally really like that I think have really good book recommendations because a lot of them talk about a lot of the same like YA series, Mm -hmm. like A Court of Thorns and Roses, Six of Crows. Mm -hmm. They're like just trendy ones. Yeah, which is totally fine. And I love watching those videos and those still get me excited about reading because I'm like, I want to know what they're talking about. Plus, it's fun because it's that community thing. Totally. It's like, I really think that's why it was so fun to read A Court of Thorns and Roses, because not only had we been seeing it on Book Talk, but then when we talked about it as a book club, that was like one of the most fun book discussions that we had. Yes, because we had all read it, which doesn't always happen. Yeah. And we were all very excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. It was, it's, it was like the... It's the new Twilight. I keep saying this to <laughs> Hannah. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but it's the new Twilight. Just like the trendiness. And also there's a lot of themes that are similar, but there maybe... Are, there are a lot of parallels. Yeah, maybe we'll break that down in another episode. <laughs> <laughs> we already talked about Akatar once in a whole episode. But I didn't compare it to Twilight very no. much. I don't think I did at all in the episode. I don't think you did either. We'll have to make a space for you to do that. Exactly. <laughs> I want to talk about Twilight. Um... <laughs> That's the theme of this podcast. That's seriously going to be like the Easter egg in every single one of our episodes is where's the Twilight mention? <laughs> Where is Carly talking about Twilight? <laughs> Here it is. Um, well, some of the booktubers that I personally really love are Murphy Napier. Yes. Which I think that's just her YouTube channel mm-hmm. is Murphy Napier with an E and Murphy with it. I think she was one that you told me about. And then when I was getting into booktube, 
I watched her last video before she went on a like a year long break. Dang it, Murphy! But she's been back, and okay. I've been watching her. But yeah, that was that was funny because it was like, oh, where'd she go? Oh my! <laughs> yeah, she's fantastic. I really like watching her videos. She has a lot mm-hmm. of good recommendations, and I trust her recommendations. And um, I also really like Reagan from Peru's project. Yeah, and she's just also adorable, and she has really cute style she's too. So I cute. love following her Instagram. But uh, those are just, those are two of my favorite booktubers who, who do really good recommendation videos, in my personal opinion. And Reagan does weekend blogs, too, where she does all the books she reads over the weekend. Because sometimes she does, like, where she just reads the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. And she's, she just has some good recommendations. And They just bought a house, by the way. Yes! I know, it's adorable. <laughs> I, um, I, like, uh, I like those, two, And then I also like Daniel Green who talks probably mostly about fantasy. He's like definitely a big wheel of time guy, Lord of the Rings. And then, I mean, tons of other stuff. And he's fun because he does these fantasy news updates. So he'll just talk about everything like upcoming fantasy shows. He's like had several interviews with Brandon Sanderson. He like has his phone number. Which, what? What? Yes. But anyways, so I like him. He's fun. He's wild. <laughs> and then... Um, <laughs> I like Chandler Ainsley. I go to her for romance recommendations. <gasps> Ooh, I love that. I love her. I, I just, I her. love listening to her. I just, I love her. I'm obsessed. And then I also like Mika August. Pretty sure that's correct. I haven't heard of this person. <laughs> Mika. She is probably more YA books. Wait, is she? Oh, wait, no. Sorry. I was going to say, is she the one who does makeup and talks, but that's true crime. Oh, Bailey Sarian. Mm. Who I also love, but. Yeah. Totally not the lane. same. <laughs> yeah but i love them so there you go there's some booktube recommendations and then the only other thing i personally wanted to talk about as far as tips for getting out of a book slump are just a couple of in my opinion books that are good action-packed books because mm. i think you can't mm-hmm. like carly was saying you have to go into a book that you're excited about and sometimes it is hard to get really excited about a slow book when you've been in a reading mm-hmm. slump. It's hard to get straight into like a self-help book or like a some... super long fantasy book that yeah. you pick it up and it weighs like four bricks worth. Yes. <laughs> Are you speaking from personal experience? No. <laughs> um, so I read this one almost, almost in one sitting. It was probably two sittings and I stayed up till about two in the morning finishing it. No Exit by Taylor Adams. And that just became a movie on Hulu, too. So, but read the book, (laughs) is what I would say. (laughs) I haven't watched the movie yet. These are all movies also. Dang it. (laughs) Read the books first. Um, Gone Girl (laughs) by Gillian Flynn, because, I mean, that's a great one. But if we're talking my favorite Gillian Flynn, it's going to be Sharp Objects. So good. That's my personal favorite. Of hers. Yeah, catty Southern women. I love a good Southern family drama. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. <laughs> but it's also like thriller and murder mystery. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Ready Player One by Ernest Cline. That one is a ton of fun. And that's, I think that's another good tip is to maybe try audiobook. Because True. if you feel like you're slogging through or something, it's really easy to turn on an audiobook and do something else. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid of those audiobooks. It is real reading. It is. And that's a great way to make time to read books because mm-hmm. I think that is probably the biggest thing that gets people in reading slumps is not having enough time or not feeling like you have enough time. Yeah. 
And if you can, like, listen to an audiobook while you're doing something, you know, quote, productive. Yeah. I think reading books is productive, but... Totally. You know. But if you, if you have other things yeah. you have to do... Then you can listen to an audiobook while you're doing that. Yeah. Well, and speaking of time management with books, they actually, on another podcast that I love, the What We Said podcast with JC and Chelsea, I don't remember which one of them said it. I want to say... I'm going to go back and forth. I don't know which one of them <laughs> said it. Um, but they mentioned that... I think it was probably JC that maybe Chelsea. <laughs> no, I think it was JC. <laughs> they mentioned that you don't have to feel like it's daunting to go to bed early or whatever to read a big portion of a book or to sit down and read a hundred pages. You could just sit down with the intention or lay down in bed with the intention of reading five pages or ten pages, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah, you don't totally. have to. It doesn't have to be some book that you read in one sitting. Yeah, like find little times to read. I've read in drive through lines that are slow. <laughs> yeah. And I have to say, too, though, that one thing that did get me more excited, I wouldn't say I was necessarily in a book slump just recently, but it got me very excited about reading again was A Court of Thorns and Roses. So that's a good one, too, to mm-hmm. get you out of a book slump, because that one... I feel like it had been a while since I was really excited to get back into a book. Like I'd be going about my daily activities thinking, wow, I can't wait to go read and Mm -hmm. read my book. Which, according to TikTok and our book club, is like a common experience reading that book. Oh. So, just like Twilight. So, (laughs) (laughs) honestly, though, we've talked about this already, but it is kind of similar in that way that Twilight, I think, was like a jump starter for a lot of young readers. Yeah. It's it's really fun to have a community where like everyone else is reading the book. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you read it, you know that everyone else has read it. Yeah. It was kind of <laughs> I'm well, thinking that's why of... our dad read Twilight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's peer pressured <laughs> by his four daughters who are all reading Twilight. <laughs> he still hasn't finished Harry Potter, I don't think. No. Uh, that one I don't understand. He read all of Twilight, but he has not read all of Harry Potter, <laughs> which we love significantly I know. more. Our father who loves fantasy and sci-fi and won't finish Harry Potter? Dad. Dad. We Dad. know you're listening. Dad. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I think that's all my tips. <laughs> that's all my tips. <laughs> yeah. So if you're if you're in a book slump and you want to get out of it and you love reading, then follow some of these tips. I love that book buffet idea. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool one. And she, she mentioned how she's told people about it. Like, she thought it was a normal thing, and everyone was like, whoa, I've never heard that before. (laughs) That's not a normal (laughs) thing, Hannah, but... (laughs) Yeah. But it's a great idea. It is a great idea. I'm definitely going to try it next time, because I will have another book slump. It's... Yeah. It's inevitable. It's Mm -hmm. life. Yeah. We get busy, you stop reading for a little while, and it's hard to get back into it. Or book hangovers, which I personally don't really experience. <laughs> like when you read a really great book and then you don't want to read any book after it? Yeah, because you're just like so stuck in how wonderful that book was and you just can't even think about starting another book. That's sure. never really happened to me. I'm trying to think if I've had that happen. I mean, I've had it where it's like I finish a book and I'm like, that was incredible. And it's like a little sad that you know the next book is not going to be that experience. But yeah. I mean, I don't think it's ever stopped me from reading another yeah. book. Yeah, I don't think so with me either. But if it does for you and it puts you in a reading slump, here are some tips and tricks. (laughs) Tips and tricks. (laughs) To help try to get you out of it and get you reading again. So get out there and happy reading. And remember, there's nothing wrong with being a little shelf obsessed. Bye. Bye.